Welcome to this special episode of the Before They Were Beatles podcast, in which I'll be sharing a few thoughts about the recently released, remixed and remastered Red and Blue albums. Before They Were Beatles, episode 26, Red and Blue. I'm your host, Alan J. Porter. Part 1, Red and Blue Memories. Growing up in the 60s, the Beatles were the soundtrack to my early years. I was around four years old the first time I heard them play on a local TV show in October 1963. And from that point on, their music was pervasive. But as much as they were an integral part of the culture at that time, and I enjoyed what I heard, I didn't fully understand what it was I was hearing. That didn't happen until after the Beatles had broken up, and it was thanks to two albums in particular. But first, a bit of backstory. The generally accepted story revolves around the fact that in 1971, the US copyright law was amended to include recorded sound for the first time. But it wasn't retroactive meaning it only applied to music recorded after the law went into effect in February 1972, leaving the Beatles' back catalogue open to exploitation, in the US at least. Seeing an opportunity, Audio Tape Inc., a company based in Asbury Park, New Jersey, advertised a box set titled Beatles Alpha Omega. This was to be a four LP set described as, quote, a fabulous collector's edition of 60 Beatles greatest hits from A to Z. And it was advertised on radio and TV for the price of $13.95. Once they found out about the set, Apple Records, still under the control of Alan Klein, started taking legal action, particularly against the TV and radio stations, thereby curtailing the record's marketing and potential distribution channel. They also realised that there was market demand for a Beatles Greatest Hits compilation. However, in his 2009 book, You Never Give Me Your Money, writer Peter Doggett says that the idea for the compilation came out of an aborted film project on the Beatles' career, tentatively titled The Long and Winding Road. And with his management contract due to expire during 1973, Alan Klein was looking for a way to generate some more Beatles-related revenue. Word of the compilation album project soon leaked out, and according to Doggett, it was then that Audio Taping decided to use the loophole in the US copyright law to try and steal a march on Apple and get their project out first. Whatever the true story, the result was two double albums. One titled The Beatles 1962-1966, which spanned the era between Love Me Do in October 1962 and Yellow Submarine in August 1966 and was released with a photograph of the early Beatles from their UK debut album Please Please Me against a red background. And secondly, The Beatles, 1967 to 1970, which covered Strawberry Fields Forever in February 1967 to May 1970's The Long and Winding Road, which added a similarly posed photograph of the late studio-bound Beatles that was originally intended for use on the Get Back album cover against a blue background. Speculation is that the red and blue colours were chosen to represent the colours of Liverpool's two soccer teams, red for Liverpool and blue for Everton. The albums were released by Apple Records in April 1973, 
ironically, after Clean's contract had expired, so we actually didn't see any money from them. And instantly became the mainstay of many record collections, mine included. For it was around this time, as a young teenager, that I started to buy records for myself. And a Beatles Greatest Hits compilation was a natural choice. Thanks to the tracks being placed in chronological order, giving these two albums multiple listens allowed me to once again experience the Fab Four's musical evolution and put many of the songs I'd grown up with into context. For me, and for many others, the Red and Blue albums, as they became known, served as a gateway into the fascinating world of Beatles music. I hung on to my copies for many years, ignoring the coloured vinyl versions released in 1978 and reissued in 1993 until we moved from the UK to the US, when we had to keep the weight down of what we were shipping across the Atlantic, and I sold off my vinyl collection. Heck, I had everything on CD then, and vinyl was dead, right? Of course we were wrong about that, and I'm firmly in the vinyl camp these days, and I've been steadily rebuilding my vinyl collection over the last decade, but a noticeable gap remained. New copies of the Red and Blue albums. So when these 50th anniversary remixed, remastered and extended versions were announced, I just had to hit the order button on the official Beatles website. And yes, this time around, I also went for the coloured vinyl versions. But would they stand up to my memories? Or maybe the new mixes would offer me something different. Part 2. The Extended Red Album. LP1. Side A. All new 2023 mixes. Love Me Do. Please please me, from me to you, she loves you, I want to hold your hand, all my loving, can't buy me love. Side B, all new 2023 mixes, a hard day's night, and I love her, eight days a week, I feel fine, ticket to ride, and yesterday. As soon as the needle hit the opening grooves of Love Me Do, I knew we were in for something special. With the release of Now and Then the week before, which I'll discuss in more detail later, we already knew what had been achieved with the application of MAL, Machine Assisted Learning, named after the long-time Beatles roadie Mal Evans. MAL is used to separate all tracks and isolate the individual contributions. Based on that, I had high expectations for the Red Album to present us with new mixes of the older tracks that hadn't been possible before, and I wasn't disappointed. These were so crisp and clear as if they'd been recorded just a few months before. They had a modern feel without devaluing the classic songs we know. But now we could really hear everyone's input. LP2. Side A, all new 2023 mixes. Help. You've got to hide your love away. We can work it out. Day Tripper. Drive my car. Norwegian Wood. Side B, mix of 2023 and 2022 mixes. 2023 mixes, Nowhere Man, Michelle, In My Life, Girl. 2022 mixes, Paperback Writer, Eleanor Rigby, Yellow Submarine. As much as I was enjoying these new mixes, it was with In My Life that I felt things kicked up a notch and I started to hear things I hadn't heard before. LP3, new bonus LP, Side A, all new 2023 mixes. I saw her standing there, Twist and Shout, This Boy, Roll Over Beethoven, You Really Gotta Hold On Me, You Can't Do That. Side B, A Mix of Mixes. 2023 Mix, If I Need Someone. 2022 Mixes, Got To Get You Into My Life, I'm Only Sleeping, Taxman, 
Here, there and everywhere, tomorrow never knows. If I was disappointed in any part of these releases, it was with the bonus albums. And I'll cover more of that in a general comment with my thoughts on the Blue Album bonus. But my problem, if it really is a problem, with this bonus LP from the Red Album comes from my particular area of interest in Beatles history, the early days. At the time of their original releases, the Red Album was comprised of just Lennon and McCartney numbers, which meant leaving out several of the cover versions that were such a foundational part of the Beatles story. I was looking forward to hearing both Twist and Shout and Roll Over Beethoven on this album. Yes, they were, like the rest of the album, crisp and clear, which to me meant they had lost some of the rawness that made them so special. The early Beatles were in many ways proto-punks, and these rock and roll tracks were a great example of that. By polishing them up, I felt that connection had been lost. Maybe it would have been better to let these tracks be. But that aside, the Red Album was a delight and an education. Once again, I was learning things about the Beatles by listening to them at work. Ringo's innovative drumming had never been so clear, and Paul's bass line was crisp and precise as was John and George's guitar, with full harmonies on vocals from John, Paul and George. Here's hoping that now we have the technology to clear up these early tracks, we can get fully remastered issues of the early albums. But please, don't sanitise the rockers too much. Part 3, The Extended Blue Album LP1, Side A, No New Mixes Strawberry Fields Forever, 2015. Penny Lane, 2017. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, 2017. With a Little Help From My Friends, 2017. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, 2017. A Day in the Life, 2017. All You Need Is Love, 2015. Side B, A Mix of Mixes. I Am The Walrus, 2023. Hello Goodbye 2015 The Fool on the Hill 2023 Magical Mystery Tour 2023 Lady Madonna 2015 Hey Jude 2015 Revolution 2023 Although only a few of these were brand new mixes, the 2017 ones were also new to me. Yes, I don't have the 50th anniversary remastered Sgt Pepper in my collection. Yet. And were all delightful to hear. There was so much to hear, especially in some of the track intros and runoffs that I'd never picked up before. I know some people had some issues with the remix of I Am The Walrus, but I really enjoyed it. And the 2023 remix of Revolution was spectacular. LP2, Side A, A Mix Of Mixes. Back In The USSR, 2018. While My Guitar Gently Weeps, 2018. Obla D, Obla Da, 2018. Get Back, 2015. The Ballad of John and Yoko, 2015. Old Brown Shoe, 2023. Side B, a mix of mixes. Here Comes the Sun, 2019. Come Together, 2019. Something, 2019. Octopus's Garden, 2019. Let It Be, 2021. Across the Universe, 2021. And the Long and Winding Road, 2021. I have most of these tracks on the various recent remastered anniversary reissues and they still sounded great on this pressing, with one notable exception. Unfortunately the 2023 remix of George's Old Brown Shoe just sounded completely wrong to me. It was a literal discordant note on the album and seemed out of place, and a massive tonal shift. 
Thankfully, it was the last track on side one and was rescued by flipping the album over to listen to George's classic Here Comes the Sun, opening side two. LP3, new bonus LP. Side A, a mix of mixes. Now and Then, 2023. Blackbird, 2018. Dear Prudence, 2018. Glass Onion, 2018. Within You, Without You, 2017. Side B, a mix of mixes. Hey Bulldog, 2023. Oh Darling, 2019. I Mean Mine, 2021. I Want You, 2019. I'll start with a positive about this particular bonus LP. In the past when discussing this set, if I was asked what track I felt was missing, I'd invariably reply, Hey Bulldog. I think it's the Beatles' most underappreciated rocker, and it's one of my favourite tracks. So I was delighted to see it on here and getting a much-deserved remix that did keep its rock roots intact. Okay, now on to an issue I have with this set in general, and the bonus albums in particular. As I mentioned in my introduction, the great thing about the Red and Blue albums was the fact that they presented the Beatles' story in chronological order. So why not do that for this reissue and include the additional 21 tracks in the relevant places in the timeline? Which I understand is how the new CD and streaming versions are ordered. And just make them triple albums with a through line. This wasn't a repressing where the existing album track order was set. It was a complete from the ground up reworking, so it must have been possible. If the decision behind the final reissue was to recreate the running order of the 1973 originals, I sort of get that, although I don't particularly agree with it. But if you're going to put the new tracks on the bonus albums, then why put Now and Then as the first track on the Blue Album bonus LP? Surely it should have been the last one. And it would also have been great to have the other two anthology era singles, Free as a Bird and Real Love included, to give us a full chronology of the Beatles from 1962 to 2023. But that one chronology gripe aside, I was delighted by both of these albums and I'm positive they will get as much repeat play as their 1973 originals did. Part 4, Now and Then. My first reaction to the last Beatles song was that I liked it as a piece of Beatles music but wasn't blown away by it. And on multiple re-listens it has continued to grow on me. Watching it along with the video that was released a day later made the lyrics seem all the more poignant and in many ways made it an emotional sign-off for the group. The track itself seems to have raised mixed reactions, no surprise there, between it's bland meh to it's amazing. I think I fall somewhere between these, although probably close to the positive end of the opinion spectrum. After a few days to mull things over, I did have a few additional thoughts. The work and the perseverance that went into this track from John's crackly home tapes 1970s demo to it being started and then shelved during the anthology project to today when the application of the latest technology meant it could be resurrected and finished. It's been an incredible 50 year journey for a piece of art to make. I appreciated that they didn't try and roll the clock back and produce a Beatles in the later 60s type sound. This in some ways could have been a taster for what the Beatles could have been in the 21st century if fate had taken another path. Neither Paul nor Ringo tried to hide the fact that their voices have aged and the result was a genuine, tasteful and heartfelt tribute to their lost bandmates. Something that the video hits all the emotional beats on. From the beginning this was a John song and I liked the fact that his voice remained the focus of it. 
Yet it was completed as a true Beatles effort that elevated a simple solo song into something more in a way that I think he would have appreciated. For he and the rest of the band were never afraid to test the capabilities of new recording technology. Heck, they invented many of the techniques that have now become standard. I think to fully appreciate this track, it helps to have the backstory of how the project came together. And who better to explain it than the Beatles themselves? The short 12 minutes making of video that they released is a perfect way to understand both the genesis and the mechanics of this project. And if you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend giving it a watch. From the information on that video, plus giving the track a close listen, this is how I believe the various components lined up. John Lennon, lead vocals, recorded in the late 1970s. Paul McCartney, bass, piano, backing vocals, slide guitar solo, harpsichord, recorded in 2022. George Harrison, acoustic and electric guitar, backing vocals, recorded in 1995. Ringo Starr, drums, tambourine, backing vocals, recorded in 2022. Strings composed by Giles Martin and Paul McCartney, recorded in 2022. Additional vocals sampled from Because, remastered 2009. Is now and then an instant classic Beatles track illustrative of them at their height? No, not even close. At best I'd rate it as a middling Fab Four effort. It will never make my personal top 10 list of Beatles tracks. But am I delighted that we have John's last unfinished song out in the world? and that it was produced as a Beatles song with all four of them involved in one way or the other? Absolutely. It's a gift we never expected to be able to hear and for that I will treasure it probably more for what it represents than for the song itself. Thank you for joining us over the last three seasons and listening to the story of John, Paul, George and Ringo before they were Beatles, and I hope you also enjoyed this bonus episode. But there are other tales still left to tell. For whatever happened to Pete, Ken, Norman, Johnny, Colin, Rod, Stuart, Eric, and more who all played their part. We will be sharing their stories when we return in the new year with a new series of shows, The Forgotten Beatles. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Before They Were Beatles podcast. If you'd like to leave a rating or a review on your favorite podcast platform, that would be great. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you would like to make a comment or ask a question, you can follow the podcast Twitter account at Before Beatles. You can also subscribe to the monthly Before They Were Beatles newsletter at beforebeatles.substack.com. The news and updates sections every month will be free to all subscribers. But each month, paid subscribers will get an exclusive first look at in-progress updates to the updated and expanded anniversary edition of Before They Were Beatles book, author's notes, playlist suggestions, and a list of recommended reads. I'm your host, writer, and producer, Alan J. Porter. Stay well, stay safe, and enjoy peace and love. Before They Were Beatles podcast is a production of Megrid Entertainment, a division of 4Js Group, LLC.